0: Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Ruby Darcy podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Today's episode is talking all about who I was, the person I was when I started my business, which created a multi six figure online coaching company and the traits that I believe resulted in the success that I had and what I really want this podcast to be is shining a light on what I thought was really really powerful and how you can integrate some of these things into yourself and the lessons and perspectives that will help you do that okay so starting off (laughs) It's kind of funny, like, I I created this concept around thinking of, like, a video game, you know, like, choose your fighter, that sort of thing. Like, I literally have little mini character archetypes in my head of the traits that I possess to create this, like, version of myself that created, like, a freaking successful business, right? This podcast episode is going to be really powerful, by the way. Anyway, if it wasn't already obvious, I'm just going to say that I've got a lot of bias on this, but getting straight to it, choose your fighter. First thing we have, the fearless child. Okay, what comes to mind when I think of a fearless child is a little kid on a skateboard in a Batman suit, and if he fell off that darn skateboard, he would be getting right back up, right? And that's not just the cliche of if you fail, you get back up. It was this energy that I had that I wasn't even, like, I didn't even have in my peripheral vision. Like, I, I had nothing about the concept of failure. I had no hesitation. I had no doubt. I had no vigilance to falling. I just was so caught up in, well, this will be successful because I know there's a need for it. I I literally, like, as simple as it was, I just remember thinking, and this was throughout COVID, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like, I know people need this because I know people are home and people don't know how to navigate their health when they don't have access to the gyms and they're out of their routine and they're working from home and the emotion has taken over because they might have lost their job or they're experiencing hardship or they're experiencing, like, doubt in the economy and, like, the the world and the global crisis and all the things, right? Like, (laughs) COVID. So... With that, I just knew and I had this conviction in me that there was a need for my service, right? There was no like, oh, like, will people like this? Will people like me? There was absolutely none of that, right? And as a result, that allowed me to move with speed or at least make decisions without delay, okay? I didn't contemplate on... Am I ready yet? Am I good enough yet? Is this what people need yet? I just knew. I just found something that I knew. I had an answer. I could help people. And I really therefore want I knew that I was supporting people I actually never felt like I was selling anything because I was selling support I was selling to to be that safe person for someone it was like I was a superwoman with a cape on ready to like I got you guys like it's all good you know we're gonna be good so if I can come and if you can come from that perspective how are you gonna feel in your business right how are you going to feel when you show up on your stories when you're marketing you're not going to have these thoughts that are coming up to the surface being like oh what if they don't get it what if they don't like if you know you're speaking to someone's problem directly and you know that you're the solution for that problem you're good like you're fine right and it might just be about getting specific on that thing and just focusing on that putting your blinkers on that thing and keep it very 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 simple not trying to solve a problem that you actually can't fully solve just because you think that that's going to make the product better right focus on what you can solve and you're going to do a very very good job at delivering that okay and then marketing that and then getting the client experience good like all of those things bleed into the the rest right and with the fearless child vibe there was no overthinking there was no as I said delay in taking action. So what happened was I actually just started taking on clients before I had any back end set up. Like literally, I don't necessarily recommend doing this, but it's the energy behind it, right? So I didn't have any way to coach people to do check-ins to, like, I didn't have anything set up. I didn't even have an onboarding email template. I didn't even have a welcome email. I didn't have like nothing at all because I was committed to moving and I was so focused on like I just got to help these people right and then when they come in I'll just work it out okay and it's the focus on that that I if I, if I hadn't have done that had that approach I potentially would have taken an extra 6 to 12 months sorting out the back end of my business in hesitation to taking people on, right? So, yes, there is a part where it's very, very much required to set up the systems required to take on those people, okay, so that you can take them and know that they're going to get a great service straight away. You're not going to be stressed out to your bones. Like I literally worked maybe like full days, just building out all the stuff when I started taking on clients because I had to, right? And I don't recommend doing that. But what I'm saying is the energy behind it. I didn't wait to have everything ready. I just wanted to take people on, right? And that was felt in my marketing. And that was setting the tone of the momentum that I would continue to uphold throughout my business journey. Okay. Now I'm going to speak to the next one. The next one was the teacher's pet or the A plus student rather. Okay. Because I was very much self-aware that there were some questions that I didn't feel entirely confident in answering from my clients, right? Because I'm not a PhD genius, like that's the truth. However, I was so obsessed with the idea that I wanted to feel so competent as a coach to answer any question that came to me. I didn't want to feel this state of like, oh no, I. I don't know the answer in that. I didn't want to be giving advice that I wasn't like, I've got depth of context here. I wanted to be able to speak to, of course, the relevant things to my clients that I could speak to in my sleep. Like, I, that's what I really wanted and what that then initiated for me and now I can see it in hindsight was this commitment to education right this commitment to my evolution and ever evolving my knowledge and that was one of my biggest values and it still is to date in my business journey and that is that I'm continuously learning and I'm continuously building my knowledge which is my competency in what I'm doing okay what is the result of that well the result of that is obviously a good client experience, it's also conviction in myself. It's feeling again, it's the self-confidence in who you are because of your competency to deliver it, right? I was like, I'm good at this. Like I had this belief of like, I'm actually really good at coaching. I'm really good at answering these questions, doing this program, having the conversation about nutrition and therefore everything felt lighter, right? Right. And if I didn't know anything, I didn't make that wrong, I would just commit to finding out. And that, again, created a habit cycle which greatly benefited me and it still does. But what that also did, and of course, there are multiple reasons as to why this was the case, but a lot of my clients stayed on with me for years, right? And I still have some of these beautiful clients. And I had a client tell me one time recently that the reason I've stayed on with you for so long is because you've continued to evolve and therefore I've continued to evolve as well. And it's so true. And that just makes so much perfect sense because if you're not getting continuous value from something or a service, why would you continue doing it, right? If you can see that it's compounding in volume and an impact on you and you're plugged in to this uh product or service that is literally allowing you to continue to be better then it is valuable right regarding of course it is specific to the individual's needs that which is a whole other conversation but it's valuable so that was number two now number three is the cheerleader archetype. So the cheerleader is very much something that just came about from my natural personal brand, right? Like naturally there was this, there's this part of me that is like a cheerleader and I'm a high energy person and I bring that into my coaching space. Okay. But what that did, because I allowed that part of me to really be expressed through my coaching, it created this effortless but very strong sense of personal brand, right? Because I allowed this part of myself to be fully expressed in my business and therefore It was part of my personal brand and it was part of the client experience, right? It just so happens that, you know, having that sort of cheerleader type personality creates a positive environment for people to be in, which satisfies that human need of feeling loved, right? And feeling valued and also feeling safe. Okay. So in turn, I naturally cultivated that. So the lesson from this is really creating a space for your clients to one, remember you by because you've created personal brand which is unique to you that nobody else can fucking replicate right the f word was absolutely necessary in that sentence the second part to that is it creates and and you being your authentic unique self is the most magnetizing thing which is also the safest thing because it's a permission slip to other people to be their uniqueness but it's also the safest thing because it's the thing that people trust because it's authentic. They see you, they feel you, they know you're being yourself, right? They can feel a a sense of your deep personality because you're fully expressed, right? And that in turn is going to create a, a client experience where their human needs are met because they've been connected to you, right? And that connection creates the belonging, it creates the safety, and it creates that feeling of love, right? And that's a really beautiful thing. And and a whole conversation in itself. But the cheerleader archetype was number three. Now, number four, the long distance runner. Okay, so with this, I saw from the very start a bigger vision for myself. And I knew that it would take time to build the bricks required to create such a huge dream, right? And I saw and I had this vision that was so big from the very start and what in turn that allowed me to do was take action relative to the size of my goal. Okay. Because if the size of your goal is small, right, let's say you want to make a hundred dollars. Okay. You're going to do the necessary actions required to make a hundred dollars. If your goal is to make a million dollars, the actions that you're taking to get you to a hundred, it's not going to make as much sense. Like if you're thinking big, if you're 10Xing your vision, if you're thinking, I want to make a million dollars, let's just use that for a fucking example example, a financial example, right? The type of thinking that you are going to undertake is going to be relevant to that goal right it's gonna make a lot of sense and it should so why not 10x the vision why not create in turn a larger ceiling for yourself so that you're not limiting yourself your decisions aren't limited by the vision that you possess and if you possess a vision that is small I would question that I would question is there a self-belief thing there is there a part where oh but I'm just not I just don't want a big vision and yes like that can be true for some people I, I feel like not everyone wants to have this big elite vision but equally I feel like deep down they do I feel like deep down if they were given an opportunity to to create impact in the most like ridiculously large way in a in a big scale then they would you know potentially like that's a projection. That's an assumption. But that they're the, they're the, these are the people that I'm speaking to, right? Like I'm speaking to the people that know that they want to meet the elite level and they want to grasp the biggest goals. And therefore, it's about 10xing that vision and believing that that's available to you, right? Which is a huge component so that the action can reflect that. Okay. And It is going to do you a service from the start. What I will also say on that, and this is also something that came with the long distance runner archetype, was because I knew that the vision was big, consequently the process to get there would take significantly longer, right? And that would require patience. But what that in turn created was a lack of entitlement to where I currently was. And it positioned myself as being the beginner. And that was the best thing that could propel me forward because I wasn't slowed down by the emotion of lack, the emotion of disappointment, the emotion of entitlement, which would leave me feeling disappointed relative to the expectation that I had because the expectation I had was that it would take a while but I was willing for that to take a while because of the magnitude of the goal that I had right and still have okay it's I, I literally have on my whiteboard like play the long game right because it really is that and what i a- do want to say on that with playing the long game it's not to excuse you from doing the work right it's not to encourage complacency if you know you're playing the long game because sometimes people can get off and I've had this in the past personally get off on the idea of knowing that they're an ambitious person and one day they're going to achieve the success that they desire right so it's almost like, oh, but I know I'm going to get there one day. So, you know, it's like, why would I do the work now? Unconsciously, that belief can be there. It gets you off the hook. It's like, oh, it's all right because I'll get there one day. Oh, it's all right because I know I'm a hard worker and I know I'm ambitious and I know I won't give up. But what are you doing right now? What are you doing in the present moment right now? Because your future vision says nothing at all like it's just a narrative it's just a story it's just a dream like it truly is the only thing that dictates the type of future that you're gonna have is the action you're doing in the present right and this is such a huge opportunity to actually audit that action and it's very likely that that action is not going to meet the standard of your large vision because large vision or i guess um, Extraordinary outcomes require extraordinary action and extraordinary character. So, that is something that we get to audit and that we get to be honest with ourselves about so that we can readjust that in order to make sure that it is undeniable that we will succeed, right? And I believe everyone is capable of that. So, that is all for my archetypes. Firstly, we had the fearless child. So, how can you embody this? into your day-to-day, right? Even just in some areas right now where you're slowing yourself down, there is so much time delay between taking action. The next part is the uh, A-plus student, And that was just a commitment to constantly educating yourself and how I see this to be something that's actionable day to day is really looking at is there a moment of hesitation that you have where you don't know an answer to something or you don't quite have the language for something, you don't know how to explore something in greater detail in greater depth okay well go find the fucking answer to that because that's gonna tick that off the list and you'll move forward right with less resistance you'll you'll immediately take a step forward and i even like this is down to the small things right if you're having a conversation with somebody and they say a word that you don't know the meaning of google that fucking word you know i find that so helpful and so useful but it's something that most people miss because it's just such a simple thing like google it it's, it's literally do it hey siri define xyz word like perfect. and then just to build your awareness like that's fucking simple stuff but it's the little things that accumulate right and then the next archetype was the cheerleader archetype and that was obviously what made sense for me and who i was but i also think the cheerleading archetype is going to create a space that feels safe that allows people to feel like they belong and allows people to feel that love and connection right the next part The fourth archetype, which was the long distance runner, how can you commit to the long term and know that you're playing the long game, but with that, elevating your vision, 10xing your vision so that it makes sense and so that also the action that you're taking day to day reflects the big vision that you have because you know that if you're not taking big steps, you will not achieve big outcomes. That is everything from this episode today, guys. If you liked it, I would love to hear. If you start to integrate any of these and like gain a new sense of awareness from this podcast episode, please let me know. I would love to hear that in a DM. Let me know. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.